Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not-so-hidden temptations. We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring to the show people who know what they're talking about and help you with some of these aspects of your life. You live life only once, so why not live a life worth living? Today on the show, we have Shanisha Taylor, the founder of Shanisha Monet Fashion Line. She's a recent college grad who's pursuing her dreams of having her very own fashion line while also working full-time in the retail industry. We're going to discuss what it takes to get a fashion line started, the challenges she's had to overcome, and what she's expecting on her road to success. So enjoy the show. So Shanisha, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. I curate designs that are inspired by high fashion. Okay, awesome. So like essentially you are launching your own fashion line, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And the name of your fashion line is? The name of my fashion line is Shanisha Monet. Okay. And what does uh, the fashion line all entail? Is it something more like elegant gowns? Is it bags? What, what is it that you're actually designing? Well, my designs really persist of just really high fashion. Um, if I could compare it to a couple of high fashion designers, I would say if you could put like Bauman and maybe Versace together, that's kind of like the tone of where I go with my design. But then it's kind of a little eclectic too, so it's like a little twist with it. Okay. <laughs> so what kind of separates you from them? Obviously, like fashion is a very competitive space. So right. what is kind of separating your line that people will actually want to purchase versus the ones that are accustomed to already purchasing from? I think that definitely, like, the quality, just based on, like, where um, I'm at and, like, the stage of the fashion ladder, I would say, because I'm not up there with the high fashion, but I would just say definitely just making sure that I have the quality perfected and that my brand is strong. I think that branding will be a strong thing because if people believe in what you're doing, Mm -hmm. they'll buy into it. So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the complaints in like the fashion industry is child labor and overseas production. Yes. With your fashion line, kind of based on what you're saying about branding, is are you implying that you'll be doing a lot of like the production over here, like in the U.S., or are you actually going to actually outsource it to overseas with like stipulations? What's kind of your idea for that? My plan for that is to really just source it here. I kind of just want to create everything here. Um, and maybe just have like a group of a team that actually helps me create all of the products um i would rather definitely just do it here because my vision for my line is to have like you know maybe a couple of small boutiques and you know and i'm just curating the designs right in my boutique so that's kind of like what i want to do okay so how did you actually get into fashion was it something you've always had a passion for growing up did you go to school for this what, what what's kind of your background on that Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, literally when I was, like, maybe 10, 11, I would always be sketching. And my dad actually, like, came up with, like, a whole business plan 
for me at that age. So that was like really cool. So that really made me like really want to stick to it and do it. And then um, I really, really wanted to go to art school, but they were really, really expensive. Yes. <laughs> so Usually very expensive. I decided to go ahead and get my degree from uh, Eastern Michigan University. Mm-hmm. And I got it in apparel, textiles, and merchandising. And my minor is in marketing. So okay. that's what I did. And I got my bachelor's in that. That's pretty the smart, product. yeah. Looping yeah. back, like the, the branding aspect to your actual designs, so you actually yes. get the word out there. Because I think at the end of the day, let's say you have like the coolest design, and whatnot, but then like seven people on the entire planet Earth know about it, six right. are your family, and like one is your friend, you're not going to sell very many pieces. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you really have to like put yourself out there. And that's one thing about me, too. Like, I'm honestly really like internally, like really like an introvert. <laughs> so <laughs> like trying to put like myself out there. It's just because, you know, you get really sensitive about your art. Right. <laughs> so and it makes a lot of sense to me that like you spend like all this time working on uh, like a piece or a couple of pieces and you want to like, show it off to the world. And then people say, oh, I don't like that. It's not my style or something like that. I think it'd be really yeah. difficult for you to really just get accustomed to like handling that. But at the end of the day, like haters going to hate and like maybe your line isn't for everyone too. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's not for everyone. It's definitely for like someone who's like confident and who um, wants to take like fashion risk and like those type of people. And, you know, just someone who just, who's really into just trends and uh, being ahead of what's going on. So explain to me how trends work. I understand there are fashion trends. There's new mm-hmm. seasons. How does someone like either you or even uh, someone buying clothing even stay up to par with what the current trends are or even what future trends will be? I mean, I'm kind of aware of like the vintage look, but mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't happen like every week or like, every year or something like that. It's only good for so long. What's kind of like new trends that pop up? Like how do people kind of sort those out? Well, definitely trends. I mean, everything is repeated. Like, honestly, nothing is new in fashion. Like, everything repeats itself. And I think that people just sort them out by what is going to sell at the moment. Like, like the um, right now, the like those bomber jackets mm-hmm. are really, really trendy. Like, they're everywhere. Like everywhere they are, they they sell out, and I think that's because that they are a practical thing. But then it's also like really about like how you how people are selling it to you because it's really just a simple jacket, mm-hmm. but the way that it's sold to the public makes it seem like so cool. And I think that's what's really cool about fashion too, because it can be the simplest thing, but just the way that it's uh, presented makes it that much better. Can you go into that a little bit more? I feel like exactly what you're pointing out is like one piece of your outfit can actually make you look very fashionable. I think a lot of yes. people make the jump incorrectly that you need to have like all like pieces of your outfit to be fashionable. But like uh-huh. for that, you just go out buy a bomber jacket. I mean, actually, I think of someone in my mind who I met the other day who's wearing a bomber jacket. And I'm like, that guy looks pretty sharp, pretty slick. Right. And he just was just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans underneath. But he like was right. you know, looking pretty fashionable. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely I think just about like your confidence too because like somebody could be wearing the same outfit that you're wearing but they might not look as good as you or vice versa. So that's really cool about fashion too because you know, it's just really about the person. 
and like their style. So like when someone's putting together an outfit, any like tips or tricks that they should go with that? Like I feel what like you know makes me want to scratch my eyes out is if I'm at like you know a professional event and someone has like a dark suit on with a checkered shirt and like a cross striped tie and like you know argyle socks because like they're all like fashion statements but it's like i can't even like talk right. to you right now because i can't look at you you know you spent like 200 dollars in each piece of your outfit like doesn't mean it goes together yeah. yeah definitely like as far as like my style go i think a good tip is just kind of well this is to me personally i think that keeping it simple and just adding like that one fashion statement piece mm-hmm. is like really all you need um, accessorizing is always a good thing. You can have like the most basic black, you know, look, and if you just accessorize it with, you know, a hat, scarf, sunglasses, things like that, and that really works. So start off with the basic, and then just add some flair from there. But mixing prints, I mean, I do like mixing prints, but then like when you like overdo it or do it like all the time, it's mm-hmm. kind of like okay, you know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent. Like, I definitely, like, question what I'm wearing, like, on a regular basis. But for mm-hmm. me, it's, like, mixing print is going to be, like, a solid to a print. Like, just, like, just kind of see how it looks at first. I'm not going to yeah. do two, like, super drastic things against each other because, you know, I have to wear it, like, all day. And if I, like, don't feel good at 9 in the morning, how am yeah. I going to feel at 6 at night when I'm, like, coming home from work? <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. But you know what's good about mixing prints, too, is, like, the color schemes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if the color schemes are, like, really matching, like, say you have on, like, a taupe and white polka dot shirt and, like, a taupe and or whatever type of pants, it could work mm-hmm. that way. But then, like, when you're putting, like, two really bold prints together, that's kind of out there. But, I mean, some people can pull it off, but it all depends. <laughs> So then how do people choose their accessories appropriately? Like a lot of people are familiar with match your belt to your shoes, match your shoes to your bag kind of thing. How does that kind of all go into working together with your attire? Really, I am not a matchy-matchy person at all. Like I really kind of just do what I feel like. I'm not really a matchy-matchy person. But I think people do like to match you know, accessories, because it's kind of, like, been, like, almost like a standard, I would say, historically in fashion, and that's why a lot of people still do it, but I don't think that is something that is, like, a fashion crime if you don't, (laughs) if you don't do it, so. So, like, how do people, like, find their styles, and obviously, you know, we're, like, not ragging on people who, like, chose to, like, wear, like, six different prints, but, like, people are also going to want to go from, like, just... You know, a white t-shirt and jeans to like something a little bit more flashy how do they actually find their specific styles without feeling like that they're overdoing it on like their options yeah you know that's like really um i think that people find their personal style just by really their personality but even like sometimes I feel like they kind of, some people might downplay their style based on their personality or some people might overdo it and you're like, you don't really even fit like that outfit that you're wearing because that's not really what your personality is exuding. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I think that people just kind of, for the most part, just kind of go by just trends. Okay. A lot of people just really focus on like the trends and just wear like what you know, what's hot now and what's really popular. 
In the oh, fine trends, we just go to Nordstrom and look at the discount rack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, those type of trends, yeah. And then, you know, that's another thing, too. That's funny you say that because, like, you know, honestly, like, I my style in my head is a lot different from maybe what I wear because of <laughs> shopping on the discount rack of what I really want to wear, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, like... Not be able to afford the clothes that you really want—that's funny too. Yeah, there's like definitely not definitely not wrong with that at all. I mean, I have like quite a few pieces in my closet that I've picked up like from like back in the day or even to like now that like mm-hmm. I just happen to catch on the discount rack. I'm like, yeah, this would actually go well with this outfit. Like, yeah. not necessarily for an event, but like I know I'm gonna wear this for work all the time, or exactly. going to networking event, or like my Friday night, and it just happened to be like fifteen dollars. Like, it works out perfect. Yeah, it definitely works. Like, I love shopping, like, on a discount rack because you can find, like, so many pieces that you will have, like, forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Just got to make it work. So, you are doing your fashion line full-time, or do you actually have a job also in addition to your fashion line? I am doing my fashion line, I would say, right now, part-time because okay. I do have a full-time job. Um, I would love to quit my job and do it full-time, but... I probably shouldn't do that or can't really do that. So, um, but for now, I'm really, it's just really important to me to not just go to work and just work for the company and making their business thrive. I need to actually do something with mine and what I actually want to accomplish with that. So I try to keep that in mind that I need to, you know, keep my business in mind too and actually make it happen. You know, keep working on it. So, like, balancing, you know, work plus fashion line plus life, things of that nature, it's about the passion you have for your fashion line. It's not just, oh, I think it'd be cool, like, yeah. be a fashion line, then, like, two days later, like, you're off in, like, la-la land, not even caring anymore. It's something exactly. you wake up every day excited about. Exactly. Yeah, because it's something that, you know, I really want to do. I kind of moved out. I just moved out here last year, and I really... It was kind of engraved in my head, like, okay, like, Chicago is an awesome city, you know, I know it's not necessarily the fashion capital, but I really feel that I could make a presence here. So, like, that was my whole thing. So, I think that me just, you know, it's not going to all happen at once, but if you just keep, you know, working at it day by day, eventually, you know, something will happen. And so, with fashion, we know there are, like, a lot of, uh, like, fashion events, like, fashion shows, things of that nature. Have you ever had anything in a fashion show from your brand at all or, like, worked at one? Yes. I've done a lot of fashion shows. When I was in college, I did a lot of fashion shows. Okay. And I did one after I graduated. But, um, yeah, actually one of them, I was a sponsored student to do it for, for Detroit Fashion Week, which is a pretty big thing in Michigan there. Okay. And they uh, sponsored me to actually have a line in the show which was cool and awesome. that, that, that was like when I was about to graduate and that was really cool so so walk us through what happens at a fashion show I, don't, I think from my perspective at least I like a lot of our people is, is all they see are the flashing lights the celebrities sitting right by the runway what's it like yeah. for peasants like us who are like out in the back who don't like have their standing seats only <laughs> yeah yeah, well, like, really, it's crazy because people on the outside, they just see the glamorous, like, that one shot down the runway, and they see, like, all the celebrities in the front row, and they have 
no idea like all the hectic crap that is going on in behind the scenes like that's where the real show is because people are running around mile a minute trying to get last minute stitching touches makeup done and oh my god where's this shoe oh my god i don't know where my last look is <laughs> like that type of thing so like it's really crazy and like you know what's really funny is that the designers they don't really dress how their line is presented because they're really working like slaves in the back you know like so they might have on like a white dirty t-shirt and their models look like amazing so that's what's funny about it and so at like the fashion events are the lines that are on the models that are walking down the runway are they the up-and-coming trends are they potential ideas and like the designers are looking for feedback what is the real reasoning behind like a fashion show i think that the real reasoning behind a fashion show is really to showcase new ideas like okay. you said and really just have your vision for what fashion is to you presented to an audience so i just think that I think that's the cool thing about fashion too, because it's really your outlook on what you think is, what you think looks good and what you think looks amazing on men or women. So I think that that's really a cool thing. I'm pretty, I'm really sure that, you know, it's just really about you presenting your ideas to the world. That makes sense. And so you mentioned like you were actually in a couple of different fashion shows while in college. Is that pretty much all? fashion school is you go there you say you want to launch a line and then they just sit there and help you launch your line is that just like the day-to-day -day? <laughs> yeah well my school well my degree we it really didn't focus on that that was my main focus <laughs> while in school but my degree is like really broad like i learned about pretty much like the whole fashion industry so that's what i do like a, like about my degree because it's not just based on design because honestly, with design, you can take a few classes, maybe a couple of courses, and depending on like how talented you are, you kind of either have it or you don't. So you don't really need, a, I would say, a ton of training in design because I think that it's something that you're kind of born with as far as like knowing how to really um, come up with authentic ideas and really um, curate things from like scratch. So, like, from your perspective, what percentage of people who graduate from fashion school to whatever degree actually go on to run some kind of, like, their own line, opposed to go work for corporate, like, Kohl's or something yeah. like that, where they're actually designing clothes, but it's more for, like, the middle class or upper class, but it's on, like, a corporate level? Yeah, I will say at least maybe... I will say at least maybe... 15 to make 20 percent actually go on to create their own brands okay. of fashion lines and things like that and i think that mostly people do go into the more of the corporate jobs and things of that sort because it is like a safer choice and it's also um a lot it's not as stressful for sure as building your own business so mm -hmm. i do think that a lot of people go that route because of that but then some people actually just want to be you know in the corporate world so that's cool too that makes a lot of sense to me actually i mean for how competitive it sounds and like for how hard you seem to be working like someone who like was in shows like in college and now you're like just working hustling on the side to get yours out there i think a right. lot of people really don't have that drive or that desire for so long 
to make it work. They just think, oh, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'll like work maybe one to two hours a day and collect my millions and I'll, I'll be in good shape. <laughs> just does, yeah. doesn't work that way. So where, where do you see your fashion line five years from now? Five years from now, I do see me definitely having more of like a brand presence and more so um, I really do want to have a storefront. Like I'm trying to like speak that <laughs> to existence. But so I'm going to say in five years from now, I do see my brand actually in a store, having my own boutique and actually, um, you know, having a business there from there. I do see myself at least having one. Okay. And so, like, a boutique would be, like, something that people would see on Michigan Avenue or some other busy street, and you just have a lot of people coming in to pick out some new clothes, which would be exclusively your line inside the boutique. Yes. Yeah. I would love it to be on Michigan Avenue, Mm -hmm. but, you know, that's, like, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely somewhere where it's, you know, a cool busy area where I think that you know my target audience at least lives in that area mm-hmm. so any any area in Chicago where that is I think that's where I would want to be definitely and so what is it going to take to get you from like where you are now like hustling on the side to get it to a boutique in your mind is it just more designs get your name out there like what kind of stuff do you need to kind of get that accomplished I actually need to you know look at spaces and see like what I need to actually accomplish to actually get a space and see what you know what I need to do that a lot of it is just really me doing it on my own and kind of just hustling and getting my name out there maybe selling designs here and there now I think would be a good thing so that people know that like you know my brand is coming and it's still could still still make it relevant while I'm working towards like my main goal you know so um right now i just really need to network hustle and promote i think is like the biggest thing right now so just keep it relevant towards the main goal okay and so like how, how does scaling work with it are you doing all the stitching and sewing yourself do you have like a, a manufacturer that's working on your designs like what if someone wanted to purchase some of the stuff that they saw from your site that you've drawn up is that something they can do or is it more just waiting until you launch the brick and mortar boutique store for them to get access to that no i wouldn't say you have to wait until i launch a brick and mortar because i've actually been trying to you know actually have collections now mm-hmm. that i'll be able to sell like online or through social media and things like that so definitely you don't have to wait because i'll i'll be having that soon actually actual collections that you can purchase and I'll just be sewing it myself like, <laughs> in my little old apartment. Handmade. <laughs> yeah. So you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anything else you wanted to leave listeners with about uh, you or your fashion line? No, I just want everyone to be on the lookout for it and make sure that, you know, you stay in touch. Um, they can follow me on Snapchat, actually. I do snap a lot of what my progress is like. Okay. Uh, my Snapchat chat is Shanisha Monet, so that's pretty easy to remember. Um, and that's it. Okay, awesome. We'll definitely put that in the show notes, and then we'll put a link to your website in the show notes. Really do appreciate your time today. No, thank you so much. What a great show with Shanisha. I really appreciate her 
drive and passion for following her dream of becoming a fashion designer. Obviously, it's a lot of hard work, but I think so many people see these other fashion designers who've made it big and don't really take into account the sacrifices that are going to getting where they actually got in life. Some people just like think you go to fashion school, graduate, and then you're you know the next Vera Wang or Ralph Lauren. Obviously, it's not the case. Shanisha's working a full-time job and hustling on the side to make her dreams become reality. For that, I'm so excited for where she is and even more excited for where she's going to be. This episode was brought to you by A Positive Beauty. A Positive Beauty is a nail art blog with a positive living as its sidekick. So whenever you need a little quick pick-me-up, this safe space has got your back. You'll find lots of nail art, a sprinkle of beauty-related posts, and endless support on self-love. Someone who is a positive beauty is a person who emanates warmth and positivity wherever they go. Beauty shines forever when it is lit from within. To find out more, go to apositivebeauty.com. Also, for all your skincare and cosmetic needs, look no further than Lamp Enterprises. No matter your gender, age, race, or ethnicity, our top-notch products are exactly what you need to help your skin look softer, smoother, and more beautiful. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you learned something new, or at least we're able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time. Oh, one last thing before we go. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our, our podcast in iTunes and Google Play Music. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. Those are actually linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, actually, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening and hopefully you learned something new or at least we're able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time. Mm